Hello, you guys. We are back again uh, for our favorite podcast and favorite episode of the week. We are going to be talking about our TikToks of the week. The TikTok that hit home, the TikTok that had a lot of views, the TikTok that caused a lot of talk in the comments, whatever it is. Um, we each have our own favorite TikTok of the week that we're going to share with you guys today. And again, we are live recording this. So if you happen to catch it live, feel free to comment and, and let us know what's going on. But if you're watching the recording of this, let us know that you listened, send us feedback, you know, share this with whoever you possibly can think of that enjoys our TikToks. You know, both of us have a pretty big following on TikTok. I mean, I consider big because I think even though we might not be in the millions of followers, we have people that engage, you know, like that's one thing I pride myself on. I might only have under 200,000 followers, but those 200, they engage, they like videos, they comment, they're talking back and forth. So um, how's your week on TikTok been? Positive, negative? How's it been? I think pretty good. Um, I, uh, as you know, I don't usually read comments because, yeah. um, you know, trolls live on the internet and I don't <laughs> even care what they have to say. So I like to just post what I want to post and the things that I know that will help people or things that are relevant to something a client said or something somebody in my support group said. Um, and I put it out there. Yeah, right. So I do more, I do get in the comments lately. I've been, you know, not every video. I kind of just see how it flows. Like I'll, I'll post a video, I'll walk away, I'll look at the views later, and then I'll read the first few comments to see if it hit it. Like, okay, they got what I meant. It's people are resonating. I'm not the only one that thinks this or feels this way. And then I let it go. Um, I tend to look at see pretty much every day. I look to see who did mentions, like who does duets and stitches. Um, and some people tag me in those, so I get to see those and they're usually really good. Sometimes they're really bad and people are bashing on me, but you know, to each their own America, you can do whatever you want. So, um, do you want to go first? What's the video that you really liked this yeah, week? Yeah, a couple of them did, did pretty well in this last week, but one of them in particular I wanted to talk about, and it was about a woman who was in her late fifties and she had been with this person for like 14 years. Wow. And over those 14 years was telling, telling them what she needed, telling them what they wanted, telling them how, how they needed to be loved and just waiting and waiting and hoping and hoping that this person would change. Yeah. So after 14 years, it finally hit her that, you know what, they're not going to change. Mm -hmm. So now I have a decision to make. Am I going to just accept this? for right. what it is, right. or am I going to walk away? Mm -hmm. And she decided to walk away after 14 years, again, in her late fifties, right. It's like, you know, the, all of that negative self-talk can come up of, Oh, I know I'm, I'm old and there's going to be nobody. Right. I'm never going to be able to find anyone. I'm going to die alone, all right. that stuff. But at, at the end of the day, she realized you can only see how a person loves and then you get to decide Ooh. whether or not you want to participate. Yeah. End of story. Mm -hmm. We can't change anybody. And we can sit and then we can hope and we can pray and we can complain and we can tell them everything. Right. But they are who they are. And right. you have to decide, is that enough? Is that what you want? Right. Or is this person not capable of loving me the way that I need to be loved and then having the courage to walk away if that's true. And I am definitely an advocate for that. Um, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like a cheerleader for divorce because I, I'm, I definitely root for relationships to work yeah, out. But you right. also have to be realistic and some relationships just aren't fucking working out. Right. And so you got to get real about it. And if it's not working out and if it's affecting your well-being negatively, and if you're mm -hmm. just with the wrong partner and you're not happy, then you have a big decision to make. Are you going to yeah. sacrifice your well-being and your happiness because you made a promise to somebody yeah. Or are you going to put yourself first and say, no, I need to be looking out for me. I'm responsible for me and my happiness. Mm -hmm. I deserve to be with somebody who I don't have to convince of my right. value. Talking and, to, and right. Then, yeah. And then walk away. And it's scary and it's hard and it's stressful and it's overwhelming. And it's, it's definitely not the easy way out. Divorce is not the easy way out. Right. But it's an option. It's an option to a problem. And mm -hmm. when you have a problem that can't be solved any other way, sometimes you need to, to take advantage of that option and then start anew. And right. I, for one, my personal experience, am so grateful for my divorce. And I've been divorced twice. I am so grateful for both of those divorces yep. because I have been able to create the healthiest, happiest, most fulfilling life that I've ever had. I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. And I never would have been able to be here if I hadn't left the marriages that were not right for me. And don't you think I'm on the same path with you? Like, I think when I was going through my divorce, I kept saying like, I should have just stayed married. Like this is, this is miserable. This yeah. is horrible. This is the worst thing I've ever been through. My marriage was easier than this divorce process and how I feel about myself and not seeing my kids and the money lost and all these things. But now I realize like, I had to go through that. I had to go through that to figure out who I was, to have the amazing children I have, to have the business I have now helping other people that are going through the same shit I went through. People that yeah. went through an abusive, you know, emotionally abusive relationship, people that went through financial abuse, people that went through a financially abusive divorce. Like I had to do that to be where I am today and to formulate who I am as a human being today and to be this confident in myself. I, I had to go rock bottom. For me, I had to hit that rock bottom and rebuild and restructure and figure it out. And I think leaving was a hard decision. I mean, it's that humility, that shame, everything, you know, but when you realize you look at somebody every day and go, they just don't get me. Yeah. And I don't know that they ever really will. Like my ex-husband, you know, he's great at some things. He's a good worker. Uh, he knows how to wash a car really well. He can do laundry like a fucking champ. His whites are the whitest whites I've ever seen. He knows how to do cars. He's a great motorcyclist. I feel safest when I'm with him. He's a great teacher with that. But those that's his limit. You know, he didn't know how to love. He didn't know how to nurture. He didn't know how to compliment. He didn't know how to value people that were helping him. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't see people. He saw himself and he didn't. And it's not even really a knock on him. It's just who he was. And I think me looking at him and going, okay, I can fix this. I can, yes. I can make, him, I can make people Ugh. like him. I can make him see that all he has to do is tell me, thank you every day, or I love you every day, or just do the dishes for me once. And I'll be happy. Like I was having to train him and train him and train him into like being a normal, loving, accepting person. And it's just not in the cards for him. It's not who he yeah. is. He's just, he doesn't have those abilities that from along other issues, he just, it's not his personality to love like the way I wanted to be loved. And like what you said, I had to stop and look and say, 
this is a person that doesn't see me and isn't willing to try and just doesn't, the way he shows love is not the way I want to receive love. Mm -hmm. And therefore I got to go. Yes. And, and one of the big reasons I had to go is because my kids were seeing me not be loved. My kids were seeing me pour love out, but nothing get back. My kids were seeing me become different when he walked in a room. My kids were witnessing a lot of things that weren't normal that I didn't want them to think that that's how a relationship was. Right, right. You know? And it doesn't even like for, so for you, I know that your relationship was really toxic. It was unhealthy. It doesn't even have to it be. Doesn't, you, no. you can be in a, in a healthy relationship and still feel like, this person is not loving me the way that I need to be loved. We're not communicating the way I want to communicate. Yep. We're not seeing things eye to eye. We're just not at the same team. We don't have the same goals. Our morals there's, are different. There's so many reasons. Your moral compass could be different. I see this a lot post-divorce when I'm helping clients is, you know, I'm like, hey, how do you guys feel about medical decisions? And I got one person that's anti-vax and one person that's a vaxxer. And I'm like, right. how did you ever get married? You know, one of you is a Catholic and one of you is an atheist. Yes. You guys, did you think this was going to go smooth? Yes. You know, and I will tell you Republican that. Democrat. Like, that was me. <laughs> that was me. I, I was somebody who I'm not a religious person. My first husband I married was a, a Catholic and I was like, eh, it, it'll be fine. <laughs> he can just believe what he wants and I'll believe what I want. Yeah. And then you have a baby and, oh, then, and then they yeah. need to do all of these Catholic things. And I'm like, whoa, this is it. Right. And then right. there's problems. Yeah. So like, yes, there's so many things that you guys have to see eye to eye on. It doesn't have to even be an abusive relationship. Right. You know, it's like sometimes it's just not a good match and that's okay. We yeah. are human. We fuck up. We choose yeah. the wrong things. We make mistakes. You should not punish yourself for the rest of your life by sacrificing your health, your happiness, your well-being because you promised somebody something like right. you. What about you? Who's looking yeah. out for you? And, and this is yeah. not selfish. You you are in charge of your own life. You right. are responsible for your own life. So sometimes that means making hard choices that disappoint others and that might be hurtful for others, but that's not your responsibility. Correct. You are your responsibility. Right. So she left and... Well, she left. Yeah. And I, I don't know if she's like with a new partner or anything like that, but I just loved it's just showing the bravery of that and the reality of it, of like, I was hoping he would change. I was trying to get him to yeah. change. I was telling him what I needed. I was telling him and he just wasn't getting it. And I had to, after 14 years of trying, I had to say to myself, he's not gonna, he's not gonna get it. And right. so now I need to pick up and walk away. If I believe that I deserve more and that more is possible, because that is really what it comes down to. Yep. This is what keeps so many women stuck is they don't truly believe Absolutely. that they are deserving of more mm -hmm. and they don't, and they don't believe that what they want is possible for right. them. When you make that mindset shift, it will change every decision that you make. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking of that, like, I think, I think why you and I are in such good relationships amongst a lot of things is we just, we know what we want. Yeah. And if, and if, and if Jared and David, our spouses cannot give it to us, we can go get it. I yes. can go get it myself. I, I can make myself happy on every level, financially, emotionally, physically. I, I can do everything on my own. And when you get that kind of power back in yourself, 
it's so rewarding. And I know a lot of you, when you were married, you gave up that power. You gave up the financial power to your husband. You gave up, okay, I can only have pleasure if I have sex with him. No, you can do everything on your own. And when you have that, and later in life, you add somebody into your, it's just a bonus. Yeah. It's not a like, I, I don't live for Jared. Jared doesn't live for me. I live for myself. And Jared's just yes. an accessory. He's yes. an amazing accessory like in my value. life. It's the icing on right. the cake. And I love how you, like, so when you say, we know what we want, but do you know how we figured that out? By having what we don't want. <laughs> like, practice marriage. <laughs> right, right. Like, we know what we want now because we yeah. had exactly what we don't no want. want. Right. And so now we know what we want. Yep. Sometimes that's the route. Sometimes that's your journey. And trial and error. I mean, I've done some things even single that I'm like, eh, that's not for me. You know, yes. like, you know, that wasn't a good choice for me. I, I chose wrong there. I'm going to chose different, different. And it is just trial and error and figuring out how to get there financially. I've had business things that failed and well, that yeah. didn't fill up my bucket. You know, I've tried things, you know, physically that I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Try something. And you just, you have to keep going and you can't be stuck. I know too many of you are just stuck. You're like, I'm scared of change. I don't know how to find things. I don't what know how if, to explore. Oh if? yeah. The worry, the worry, the worry, you know, and you got to ask yourself for me, it was the modeling. What am I modeling to my kids? I mean, I probably would have stayed if it was just me because of the humility of divorce. But when I saw my kids looking at me in a different way, when my husband was home and they weren't liking me, I was like, Ooh, God, I got to get out of this, you know? So you'll hit a rock bottom. You'll hit a level where you're just, your tolerate toleration is just gone. Like, no, I, I want more and you all can find it. I mean, did I think that I was going to be with a guy that's five years younger? Absolutely not. I mean, I hooked up with him just to hook up with him. I didn't know it was going to be like, like literally I hooked up with this guy <laughs> and the next morning he stayed. I mean, Jared stayed and I'm like, I was getting ready to go buy a car and I'm like, bro, like the common courtesy thing is to like leave early in the morning. Nope. He was sticking around for breakfast. He stayed till lunch. I had one of my best friends come over and Jake was like, we were going to go buy a car and Jake looked at him and he goes, dude, what are you still doing here? Don't you know, like away games, when you stay the night at a lady's house, you leave early in the morning, you do the common courtesy and you get up, you leave, you know, Jared's like, but I like her. I want to stay, you know, like here was a man putting himself out there like, but I like you. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we were, I didn't know we were doing that, you know? Yeah. And, and I fell really, really fast for him. Cause he was just, he was so confident with himself of like, no, I like you. I'm staying. And I'm yes. like, dude, this is not the if protocol they want to, for sleepover. They will, ladies. Yeah. If they want to, they will. And he did. And he was persistent and it worked, but it was just because I knew who I was too. I knew I could have him over and I was good the next day to go with my other guy friend to go buy a car. I mean, I had no qualms about it. Jake was my best friend. I'm going to go buy a car that day. And I was buying a car for me. Um, and it was just, I don't know. I look back on that whole thing and just, I was such a good place with myself that I had the confidence to have a sleepover and not give a fuck. Like that's what I wanted at that moment. It's what I wanted and I did it. And then, you know, he stuck around and then we're still here two kids later. So it worked out. All right, let's switch over to my TikTok of the week that I think hit home with a lot of people was one that was about when your ex, and we'll just use, you know, when your ex-husband uh, in this example gets with another person, remarries, gets a girlfriend, gets a live-in, whatever, matches up with someone, and they continually send you text messages 
either both of them are sending you messages or she's sending you messages or he is that say we we will be at the kids sporting event we will we will show we up feel like you shouldn't be doing this with the yeah kids. we think that you having your boyfriend over is wrong we have a stable house and like they use the word we and you as mom sit there and just flip the fuck out because you know this woman's trying to come in as mom this woman is telling you what to do with your kid and you get easily triggered by that. And it's it's multifaceted, you know, using the word we. But I just wanted to touch on the more you interact with that we and get so hung up on the we part of that conversation, you lose the context. And you're also putting more fire on a, on a you know, more gas on a fire that's already like blazing over there. They already know or think that you're crazy. They already think that you're obsessed with their relationship. They already think that you still love your ex-husband. I mean, the, whatever they're saying over in their house is all negative about you. Right. And you reacting to that we and saying, don't say we or tell her to mind her own business or keep her out or tell her to not text me or tell her. And you keep obsessing about her, including herself it's going to cause you more problems because they're just not going to stop. Yeah. You know, and rarely you is somebody like going to hanged up on too. Yeah. But you have to remember, it's almost like you're, it's like your ex is, uh, what's the word like multiplying, right? Because yeah. Yeah. they, they're, this new woman is only getting one side. They're only oh, getting yeah. the information that your ex is giving. So it's almost like, you know how you're not supposed to feed a gremlin after midnight because they like multiply. That's like what happens when your husband gets a new girlfriend. He yep. just multiplies. And so now you feel like you have like more people with the same mindset coming at you, complaining about the same shit, criticizing you about the same stuff. Yeah. So just you got to dive into that trigger, right? Mm -hmm. We can't change people. They are who they are. They're going to say what they want to say. But dive into it. And what really is bothering you? Is it because you don't feel seen or heard or understood? Right. Yes. Is it, it, you know, like when, when you can comprehend and acknowledge really what the issue is, that is what gives you the power to change your perspective of what's coming at you in those emails and text messages and phone calls. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, for me, it's, I, I did another TikTok this week that said, take out who told you, take out who sent it to you and just look at the context of what is the question? What is the statement that's made and put somebody that you like, like say this was from your mom. How would you respond? And keep it business professional. You attacking who wrote the text or the email to you is a reflection on you. It really is because you're reacting to just a person and you're not reacting to what is this content about your child that you need to respond to? Is it about a vacation? Is it about something at school? Is it about a medical appointment? Just because she sent it, there's still the context of she's telling you about an appointment. So take out who sent it and think, okay, if a person I love sent me this, how would I respond to it? And I'm not saying you need to be like, oh, thank you so much. You're the greatest person in the world. But I'm saying, look at the content, not who sent it. Yeah. So if you're getting triggered by that, we, or, you know, cause a lot of you, uh, just like me, you're getting a version of your ex-husband that you're like, fuck, where was that when we were married? Where was this loving person when we were married? Who's this guy that shows up to everything when we were, you didn't come to shit when we were married, but now you got Susie pants over in here, you know, sucking your dick every day. And now you're showing up to things and you guys, it's all ebbs and flows. It'll happen for a while. She'll mm -hmm. leave. She'll figure it out. And, and you know, something else will happen, but yet you get really jealous of like, why wouldn't you yeah. be like that when we were Resentment. married? And yeah, yeah, and you hold on to that. And, and it's so that I tried so hard and now they get right. the best version of him. Yeah. Right? That, like, that no. thought process. It's like, no, his version's still there. But yeah. here's the other half of that. But what if he got better? 
You know, I said this to a client the other day, but what if he is different? What if this person has flipped a switch in him that now he sees value in going to your kid's stuff? What if she's gotten him to straighten up? What if she's gotten him to appreciate the kids more? What if she's woke him up to that you're not a bad person and that you could do this cope? I mean, I think a lot of you go into it like she's the one that caused the divorce. She's the adulterer. She's the one that ruined our marriage. She might be, but she's also going to be in your kids' lives too. And I see so many hurt women from adultery that can't get past it. And I'm not saying it's an easy road. Don't get me wrong. But you hold on to it for so long, you're only hurting yourself. Right. You're only hurting yourself. You know, the, the quicker you can get past that. I had a woman just yesterday say that her husband, she was calling me for advice to help for court because she said, Sam, my attorney doesn't want me to bring up that my husband cheated on me in my trial, that we're going to trial. And I said, I agree with him. And she was like, what do you mean? He gave me an STD. He gave me an STD from all the cheating. And you want me to not bring this up in court? And I said, no, I don't. Because the whole point of a trial for a custody case is the future. Is who are you judge picking for us to raise our kids in the future? And if you're going to sit up there as a woman, and I'm just saying family law is not fair. If you're going to sit up there as a woman and talk about how you were scorned, you're going to have some judges that might feel sorry for you and punish the, the husband for a husband things, not for dad things. That was a husband thing. He didn't adult, do adultery in front of your child. He did it on his own time away from you and the family. A judge is looking at how he is as a dad and you bringing up husband issues might not fare well for you. You might come across as just a scorned, bitter ex-wife right. that wants to punish him because he cheated on you and gave you an STD, which is an extreme case, I know. But I said, I wouldn't. I agree with your attorney. I would just focus on the future. So there was a question. I'm going to wrap this up. There was a question that where she said, the attorneys asked, who do we think is morally more competent? And she goes, and I feel like because he's an adulterer that I am morally more confident. And she goes, but I don't want to bring that up if that's what you know we're not supposed to do. So how I did a workaround, and this is, I think, what you got to do a lot of times in a divorce case is you got to find a workaround to bring things up without bringing them up. I said, you know, what's your profession? And she said, I'm a nurse. And I said, well, fucking perfect. You can mark, yes, you are morally more sound because of your profession. That you have to handle patients that you walk in and it might be a murderer. You still got to give them care. Right. It might be somebody covered in tattoos and piercings that has, you know, a, a horrible devil sign on their forehead. You still got to give them care, right? You're taking the moral high road and saying, look, my job says I have to be a professional. So you are ready professionally every day or morally more righteous than your ex-husband mm -hmm. because of your profession. So you're very easy at not passing judgment upon people and still giving them care and still giving them the quality that they need. So I said, use your profession as a way to do this. And the other, just so you guys know, the back door to get the uh, STD in, I gave her was, I said, the whole thing is she was wanting to relocate with her family and uh, which were further away. And I said, talk about how your family was your support staff. Get on the stand and say, my mom in two seconds, when she found out I got an STD from my husband, came and stayed with us for a month. That's how much my family is willing to help out. I said, there you mentioned it, but without just saying, oh, my husband gave me an STD and I'm super mad about it. You just mentioned how your mom came to your bedside the second you found out you have this STD from your adultery husband. And so she was like, these are perfect, you know, ways to bring something up, but not dwell on it and sound like a bitter ex-wife up on the stand. So it's a lot of healing that you have to do, but it's the whole 
you know, this woman could be completely pissed at this man for years, not only for the STD, but for breaking up the marriage with adultery. But she said, I have to focus on the future with my kid. And it's still his dad. And I said, absolutely. You know, what he did to you was a husband issue. It wasn't a dad issue, mm -hmm. you know, and some may disagree with me on that. And I get your point. I totally see how it mixes in, but you gotta be strategic. You have to be strategic with the court system. And, you know, if I want to go up there and be like, he cheated on me 17 times with 20 different women, you know, the judge is going to be like, Oh, she's hurt. And that's the only right. reason she wants, wants her kids is because she's, that's what right, he's like thinking. retaliation. Re yes. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm thinking. I do think I'm a better fit because I'm not going to go spend my time whoring around, you know, like, so you really got to be thinking, take the hurt out and really look at this decision of what you bring up in court and what you argue about on text message. Does this have value? Is this going to help the future? Is this going to help the moment right now? Or is this something I'm just carrying from before? Yeah. If I'm carrying it from before, from years ago or a few months ago, or because she's the one, you know, that caught, that's on me. I got to heal that part of me so I can move forward. So we kind of yeah. went a little, a little bit all over the place with that one, but a lot of it is just doing a lot of self-work, a lot of self-work. You know, and it never ends. It never ends. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking about go, starting into doing the shadowing work. I've been seeing a TikTok out there about yeah. shadow books, you know, and I'm like, do I order one? Do I start <laughs> this process? So you guys, I know a lot of you tune in because you relate to us, our stories, you know, um, we relate to each other. That's why we work together and we just feed off of wanting to help you guys with more and more stuff. So wherever you're watching this, leave us a message. Did this resonate with you? Did you like this? Did you forward this on to a girlfriend? Um, and then let us know what is some content that you would like us to talk about and, and, and teach you guys more about, cause it's going to be us learning it maybe ourselves for the first time and then bringing it to you. So, so let us know, but thank you for tuning in. Liam Marie, as always, it was a pleasure working with you again today and we will see you guys soon. Bye guys. Bye, guys.